Hello, hope you are having a healthyish day. This is, of course, the podcast by that name from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. We talk a lot about the med diet on this podcast and with good reason. It is the number one science-backed way of healthy eating. But you knew that, right? Well, today I'm joined by Murdoch University professor and dietitian, Dr. Catherine Itziopoulos and her daughter, who happens also to be a financial analyst. Her name is Viv. Together, they've created this wonderful new cookbook called The Modern Mediterranean Diet. And they're here today to share simple ways to master the med diet when you're too busy to even think about food. If you like what you hear from this mother-daughter duo, they are up on Extra Healthy-ish, where Catherine goes deep into her decades of research into this wonderful way of eating. Catherine and Viv, welcome to Healthish. Lovely to have a mother-daughter duo on the podcast. I don't think I've had that before, actually. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us. Really excited to be here. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Now, tell us, remind us, we all know it, but it's always good to get a reminder, right? Why is the med diet the best way to eat for our health? Well, the Mediterranean diet uh, is, is, is a way of life. It's a cuisine. Uh, so it has lots of elements about it. It's not just what we eat. But in terms of research, it's the most researched uh, dietary pattern um, of, of, of any traditional dietary pattern uh, with thousands and thousands of, of studies uh, around the world that consistently show that a Mediterranean diet pattern is, uh, is important for prevention of chronic disease, like our common chronic diseases in the society, heart disease and diabetes, um, and uh, and even dementia, um, and uh, and it's also very important in managing these diseases. So not just prevention. Uh, even if you've got some of these conditions, you can better manage your condition with a Mediterranean diet, including uh, um, a healthy way to lose weight. So um, so it consistently rates as the top diet. And the US News and World Health Report they have an extensive evaluation of many, many um, health experts uh, that have rated six years in a row now this diet to be the best diet for heart disease, for diabetes, uh, easiest diet to follow, easiest plant-based diet. So there's lots and lots mm. of evidence I mean, out the there. the list is never-ending, isn't it, um, now? Never-ending, yes. Mm. <laughs> so how, I mean, often... You know, you see a, a way of eating, you think, oh, but I don't live in the Mediterranean. It is so hard in these built food environments that we live in cities and suburbia. What are some easy hacks and habits that we can incorporate into our frantic days, busy days to eat a little bit more Mediterranean? Yeah, so what I usually do is I um, I try and prep meals ahead of time. Um, that helps me to, um, like if I've planned ahead and all that kind of thing, it's a lot easier to um, be on top of what I'm eating and I don't just like get takeaway or something and, yes. you know, stuff my face with it. Um, so I like to have a lot of snacks around that I can eat that I know are healthy and I know what's in them. Um, I make my own snacks sometimes. So healthy snacks that I usually go for would be like nuts or fruit or yogurt. Um, even like, obviously I'm celiac, but um, for others, like whole grain breads are really good rather than just having a normal slice with, you know, peanut butter or whatever. Mm. Um yeah, but if you make your own snacks as well, like sesame bars and stuff, we've got those in the book. They're, they're really good for you. So they're just like a better alternative. Um, but if you can prep and plan ahead your meals as well, that's 
that's always a really good benefit and it just makes you not run out of time. So if you look for parts of recipes that you can make ahead, like, um, like sauces, like pestos and stuff, it makes it a lot easier to just throw something together at the last minute if you have those lying around. What are some actual foods and, and spices and things that we can include that incorporate more into like more often into our meals to add that Mediterranean-ness. I don't even know if that's a word, but I like it, into our yeah, yeah. diet. So maybe I can add um, some of the key ingredients. Um, yeah. Certainly what we've reflected in the book and has been part of uh, uh, many of the uh, design in the research studies are uh, uh, 10 key principles. So, and you don't have to follow every single one, but um, but the first one is to really examine the type of oil that you use in your in your in your diet and in your cooking and in your on your salads. And extra virgin olive oil is uh, is really uh, the, the the staple um, ingredient. And if you think of Mediterranean diet or Mediterranean diets across the Mediterranean, you will always hear about extra virgin olive oil. It's rich in antioxidants, anti-inflammatory nutrients, and it's really flavoursome. So what it does is it boosts the, the palatability and flavour of some more bland foods like um, uh, cauliflower or broccoli. And some people think, oh, they're a bit bland. But if you add olive oil and lemon juice, um, they immediately, you know, they, they taste so much better. Um, making sure you've got um, vegetables at every meal. Look at your plate, three quarters of your plate. If it's a plant foods, then you're getting closer to a Mediterranean style of eating. Um, Viv, you've already mentioned the snacks and dried fruits and nuts and Fresh fruit and yogurt should be the mainstay. So as a dessert after after a meal, serve a platter of fresh fruit mm. um, and everyone will go for it. Sometimes people won't eat fruit unless it's cut up for them, so why not do that for yourself and for others? Um, and, uh, and and some of the other key ingredients are proteins, uh, animal foods replaced by vegetarian proteins like legumes. Uh, legumes are really key, so try and have uh, beans, dried, cooked dried beans, um, uh, you know, a few times a week. Uh, and and if you enjoy fish, uh, oily fish, uh, try and have a couple of serves of oily fish that, and, and those animal foods less often. Mm. So getting that balance right. Um, fermented foods is another ingredient. Uh, we've already mentioned yogurt as a snack. Um, so fermented foods are good for the bowel, good for bowel health, good for chronic disease because that's all connected. Uh, so, um, so I think, you know, we've covered pretty most of, most of them there, but you can pick those ingredients and incorporate them into your daily diet, whatever your pattern might be. Mm. Viv, you mentioned you were celiac. How do you tweak, um, well, the diet to suit your health needs? Yeah, absolutely. So mum and I are both celiac. Um, mum was diagnosed in like the early 2000s and me only about five years ago, but, um, when mum was first diagnosed, there was, you know, hardly any options, especially when, like, at supermarkets, they didn't really have a lot of variety. It would just be, like, one loaf of cardboard bread pretty much. Um, but nowadays there's heaps, which is great. There's heaps of options um, and they're sold all over, very accessible. Um, I know that when I became celiac um, and also with mum when she was um, eating, especially, like, at now your yard's house and, you know, with the family, it was always... It, will, it was always hard because, um, you know, you'd just be sitting on the side missing out on everyone's favourite meal, um, like a pastizio, um, which is like a Greek lasagna mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so a lot of those dishes, especially with the abundance of great GF um, options nowadays, you can just do a one-for-one swap 
Um, so what we've done in a lot of our recipes is use, you know, gluten-free flours. And obviously we're both celiac and we made all these recipes. So pretty much all of the book, apart from maybe four, can't be made, are all GF or can be easily one-for-one one uh, swapped for GF. But also um, what we've tried to do is looked for like grain recipes where, you know, grain salads and stuff um, instead of using barley and all these other, you know, frika, all those kinds of grains that we can't eat, swapped it for quinoa, stuff like that. Yeah. Just very easy, just like switches that you can make. Um, so, yeah, gluten-free pasta is really, really useful. Um, gluten-free breads and flours, they're all, as long as you can find really good ones um, that don't just feel like rice flour when you squish them. If they feel like normal flour, they're going to taste like normal flour and that's just like the best, the best thing that you can do really. Catherine and Viv, thank you for coming on Healthy Ish. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. If you do want to get your hands on their book, it is called The Modern Mediterranean Diet and it is out now. If you did enjoy this chat, make sure you rate and review it or you can, of course, subscribe to this podcast. If you want more, tune into our big sister podcast called Extra Healthy-ish. Jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au. Follow us on socials or grab our print edition, which is out in your local Sunday paper. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.